You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon and welcome to America's Web Radio. We're glad to have you listening in today. And uh, as always, it's time to hear from General Dick. So with that being said, it's all yours, Richard. We're going on a little run. We're going to have a whole lot of fun. Hey, Lottie, Dottie. Hey, Lottie, Dottie. Hey. I, I think. You know, uh, on days like this day, when it's raining and it's just, just terrible outside. It is. There was a thing in the Army. Man, it, it ain't training if it ain't raining. <laughs> and my troops used to think I was crazy when I was we were out in the field. And I was just, you know, super hyped and motivated. And we're saying that, Jody. And they'd be looking like, Jesus Christ, can we rather be anywhere other than here in this month? And, you know, this guy is so excited. Uh, we don't understand. But you got to love it. You got to want to be there. That's it. You got to be there to understand. But, um, you know, that's that's the way it is. Moving south or moving mm-hmm. west or whatever. So, what do you, Absolutely. What do you think about uh, the situation that we're in and... Uh, the president has called up troops for California, New York, and maybe one other state. Uh, and they're yeah, it was Washington D.C., New York, and California. And they're putting up the uh, mobile uh, hospital units. Yes, uh, uh, and, and calling in some uh, cruise ships to possibly use as a floating. Uh, container uh, to help folks out, to help them recover uh, from the illness. You know, uh, prudent measures. Um, I'm not 100% sold on calling out National Guard, um, you know, but at some point in time, you're going to need some extra labor, you know. And, uh, you know, I look at the situation, I look at, you know, things that were done prior to the outbreak, right. you know, um, when you when you take resources to put them somewhere else and you disband, you know, uh, entities that are designed to handle pandemics and outbreaks and stuff like that, you put yourself in a bind. And, you know, he's facing the perfect storm, you know. And um, I-, I was telling a, uh, a neighbor that's going to be a future guest on the show, uh, Special Forces, he, uh, he served with Ali North. And, um, the, uh, the operation that was uh, later became Iran Contra. Um, and, you know, we had a, a real good conversation. And he is definitely one of those uh, folks from Desert Shield, Desert Storm time period in the special operations community that we need to have on the uh, radio show. And I explained to him that, you know, uh, the president is one person. And he is as good as the team that's around him. And, you know, if you don't have a, a good team around you or people that are familiar with situations like this, then you have what you have right now. Uh, some chaos within the government. Now there's uh, Senator Rand Paul test positive uh, for Corona. And, uh, you know, the rest of the Senate is shocked that, you know, it was uh, in close proximity. So now, 
happens if you got a quarter to see the whole Senate? You know, what happens to the United States government? Well, once again, when you disband and take away certain uh, capabilities, you have to weigh the risk and look at, okay, uh, I can save a few dollars here if I do this. However, uh, it's going to cost the nation a whole lot more in, you know, uh, the national trust. And that's our people. And so you got to weigh in, in uh, the risk and reward type situation. And uh, to be honest, um, I think they got caught a little flat with it and off guard. And, uh, you know, they, they're scrambling now to try to put the pieces back in place to take care of this. You know, and uh, we had something similar to that uh, that happened in Desert Storm when the, uh, the National Guard Brigades were not combat ready. And uh, the 28th, uh, correct, the 24th Rescue Division found out brigade, the 48th not get out of the National Training Center and pass the uh, the combat ready evaluation and deploy into um, Kuwait and southern uh, Iraq. So we had to go to another capability and bring it in from Europe and do a combined task with that one. So very similar. And uh, so the things that we need to focus on now, David, is the lessons learned and how we can prevent this from happening again at a later time period. You know, uh, Congress has got to put in place safeguards that prevent the president, no matter who he or she is, dismantling critical infrastructure that is needed. And uh, this is going to be a true test for our country because now we're seeing that uh, it, it, it is the infrastructure that is critical and is needed right now. You know, uh, in a time of crisis like this. Well, we're in a situation, and uh, like you said, we're just going to have to let it play out. And I hope that the uh, general public will understand and do their part. I, I was appalled at the uh, pictures of the kids on the beach. Um, you know where, it, and now they've had to take additional action there. To get them yep. off the beach, and that's just—that's uh, crazy. We shouldn't. We're a country, and we all have to act like, whether you're an adult or not, you have to act like one at some point in your life. And um, you know, Absolutely. it's. Uh, it's so too, what reminds me, of David, is that we, you know, when we were teens, we thought we were invincible too. Sure. And uh, you know that that generation is not taking this uh, emerging emergency serious enough and once they become sick uh, and there are uh, quite a few patients that are under 30 that have been hospitalized. I don't know the exact number but you know uh, it's starting to affect our whole society and not just those that are over 60 with weakened immune systems and stuff like that and we need to take it a little bit more serious um, you know once again it's the onus of the messaging and getting the messaging out to be clear, be consistent, and share as much as you can, and then push as much federal resource down to help those governors and those mayors as much as possible. You know, sure. uh, maybe Florida should have called a guard out and said, hey, the pizzas are off limits. Go back to where you came. Or, you know, uh, coordinate with the airlines to prevent them from coming into. Uh, Florida to go to spring break. But once again, David, 
you've got to remember the U.S. We're a capitalistic society, and everything is about the almighty dollar. And those businesses that don't like losing money, you know, from the travel agencies all the way to the airlines, to the rental car agencies, the hotels, the food, the restaurants, the bars, they don't like losing that money. But now you got a whole new set of people that are infected that are going back to where they came, and they're going to infect some other people. Yeah. And now we're going to start to see some serious consequences behind that. You know, what what I would like to see the current administration do is get out in front and stay out in front. You know, and, and like I said last week, stop the finger point. You know, and, you know, one of the things that I pride myself on at every command position that I had in the United States Army was that when things went great, it was my people that made it happen. When things went wrong, it was my fault. And I had to put corrective actions in place to ensure that it wasn't going to happen again. You know, and not once did I ever target a subordinate and say, hey, you know, your career is done, head home. You know, because I wasn't that type of leader. And, you know, that's the definition of a leader. When a leader steps up and says, hey, it is my fault. By the way, did the you final, did you move positions or something? Me and I made the decision to dismantle the pandemic task force, and then you know, two years later, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and I got to stand it back up, and it's going to be bits and pieces, you know. And you know, a, a lot of people say the government is too big. You know, I beg to differ a little bit. It has to have certain elements inside of the government structure to help us deal with what we're dealing with right now. And Italy's finding that out the hard way. R- Richard, yeah. by the way, but, did, did you move positions or something because you're breaking up on me a little? Yeah, I'm <laughs> down here in the new basement and I'm down at the bottom of a cul-de-sac and some low ground. Can you hear me better now? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully. How about now? Yeah, that seems to be a little bit better. You know, um, I'm one of those advocates that government has got to be right-sized, but it needs certain capabilities to help deal with the armed forces. And your people are your insurance policy. And being sure that the nation comes out on the other side in good shape. And if you keep the structure in place, you're going to have a good day. You know, Every day won't be a great day, but it's going to be a good day because you've got structures in place and you've got people that are trained and ready to handle situations like this. So, you know, those critics who say, hey, just, you know, flatten out the government and send everybody home, bad mistake. And the leadership across the board needs to stand up and take responsibility for what we're going through right now. That's kind of a good leader. I just lost you totally for a second there. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Um, yeah let, me, uh, let me try to change location. Okay. Can we take a break? Sure. We'll take a break, and we'll be back right after this. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys 
recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around town movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, around town movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's around town movers. Call them. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Sadly, I have to announce that uh, the March 28th ribbon-cutting ceremony and dedication ceremony of the Johns Creek Healing Wall has been indefinitely postponed. I talked to uh, the director, Mike Massell, this morning, and due to everything that's going on and inclement weather that we've had, uh, it has been not only delayed but postponed until we're over the national crisis and more than 10 people can be at one scene at one time. So we'll keep you posted on it and when the healing wall will be dedicated and we're looking forward to a number of folks uh, turning out for that and believe it's going to be one of the greatest uh, memorials to uh, our veterans of Vietnam. It's gone all over the country and has been well received everywhere and we look forward to it in Johns Creek, Georgia very shortly. want to also mention that you can always go down Monday through Friday to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame downtown Atlanta and in the Floyd building so go down there and take a look at it it's uh it'll it will get you I guarantee so it's all good and uh, we'll be back with more of General Richard Dix in just a couple of minutes 
If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual, family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on America's Web Radio with General Dix and David's pick on on America's Web Radio. And we're talking about um, just in general things today and uh, the fact that uh, a lot of folks have hunkered down, which is the best thing to do right at the moment, I think, and... Uh, We'll be doing the same very shortly in about uh, oh, about uh, about an hour or so, but uh, we're we're also uh, looking at uh, other other things. If you got a comment, by the way, about the show and would like to uh, email, just Richard at americaswebradio.com and. Uh, We'll make sure it goes directly to them, as a matter of fact. So um, we look forward to hearing from you and love any critique or love any suggestions that you might have. And if you were a veteran, uh, we got some interesting things coming up down the road. So we'll get you tickets to this and that and who knows what. And uh, I want to thank um, uh, the founder of the uh, Peachtree Corners Memorial. Uh, for coming on the other day, and uh, he was fantastic, and look forward to having, uh, I believe it's Bala is the way you say his last name, and uh, he was a colonel, retired, we'll look forward to having him back on, and Mike Mazel, when I talk to him today, when they are going to set a date, he will be back on America's Web Radio talking about the healing wall. And it's done a lot of good traveling around the United States. And uh, so with that being said, let's get back to the general that's uh, that I'm standing at attention to talk to. <laughs> so I, I, I think um, when we were talking a few minutes ago and I was having some uh, communication difficulties, uh, we were talking about the true definition of leadership and, you know, how in Desert Storm... Um, Bosnia, Kosovo, Iraq, Afghanistan. You know, when I was in various command positions and the way we're taught and trained in the Army is that, you know, if you are the person responsible for your people, in good times, it was your people who made good times happen. In bad times, when mistakes were made, the leader took responsibility for those mistakes and then did corrective action to get those uh, corrected as quickly as possible to ensure that they didn't happen again, you know. And we got to stop all the finger-pointing in our government, and our leaders have got to stand up, and they've got to take responsibility, you know. Um, the capability that was needed to take care of this pandemic has been in place, you know, uh, going back some years. And... Um, you know, we've done exercises to prepare for things like this. So when you have a change of administration, you know, it's human nature to look for things that you can uh, reduce or cut to save money and put money in other places that you deem uh, fitting for your agenda. 
when you do that, you have to weigh the risk of doing that and the reward. And if, if the two don't match or it's out of balance, then a decision has to be made not to reduce. And a leader is only as good as the people that are around him or her. And the advice and decision-making that they do but ultimately, the leader will either go with his staff and follow their recommendations, or he or she will take a different approach, and they will make a unilateral decision and move forward. If it goes bad, you've got to own up to the fact that, you know, okay, that didn't work. Let's make these changes. But, you know, put it out there that, you know, it was decisions. Don't point fingers. The country doesn't need that right now. What we need is a unified front with good communications that tells everybody what's going on. And uh, if you're going to call out the guard, explain to the American people why you're calling out the guard. You know, because that in itself can trigger some panic. Because I think, uh, David, you know, in the the mid-60s and late 60s, you saw some of that on college campuses. And, uh, you know, the results that happened from that call-up. You know, and we don't we don't need anything like that happening right now. But I, I agree with what you said earlier about those young people should not have gone to spring break and on the beaches because now some of them are sick, and what they're doing is they're spreading the virus and making other people sick. Uh, just when we thought we had our hands around, but once again, it's the communications and the fact that the American institution is built on capitalism and everybody's got to make money and they've got to protect that bottom line you know and uh i'm very concerned that the major corporations and the the people that really need it those restaurant owners the mom and pop grocery stores you know the things of that nature i I don't think that money's going to filter all the way down and if it doesn't you know we're going to lose a lot of those small businesses which are the lifeblood of the American economy. What do you think? No question. Uh, I think uh, we probably, I don't know. Uh, It's just something that we were, there's no real book written about it, but I think we have, uh, uh, you know, I think a lot has been done that, has been very good and uh yes i agree you know i don't know with the uh stationing of the uh the uh ships of the uh, hospital ships off the coast off the east and west coast uh should be good and uh you know our doctors that we have coming in here uh everybody's scratching their head you know and uh yeah it's it's one of those things that we just you know the the important thing in my opinion is we're America and we will get through it one way or the other and uh, yeah. that's the good part about the I love it, the fact that I may have to give up some of my Tennessee whiskey for a while but uh, you know the <laughs> they they've come through on that side with the hand sanitizer and. We are America. We're not, I agree with the capitalism part, but we're also Americans, and I think we're seeing Americans and businesses come forward and do what they can do. If there was something that uh, 
America's Web Radio could do better or for the country, I'd do it in a heartbeat. But we're sort of um, we're we're sort of our own little shell here, and uh, right. You know, we uh, we put out what we can. We've offered uh, uh, some. We continue to do our Sunday broadcasts, and uh, which means coming into the studio and uh, doing the churches that we do. But it's um, you know. As as soon as everybody understands that we're all in this boat together, and we're we're, it isn't the Titanic, it's just a boat that's had a little problem, and we're going to get through. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I think everybody understands that we're in the boat together. You know, uh, the captain of the ship has got to tell everybody what's going on in clear, concise. Um, you know. Our messaging is what calms the waters, you know, and we, we've got to do, we've got to improve that, you know, and, you know, just like the Surgeon General said earlier today, this week is going to get worse before it gets better, you know, and, and tell us what that means, you know, um, and especially we've got to find a way to articulate it to these young people so they began to take this thing seriously and not look at it from a point of, uh, you know, I'm going to live forever. These old yeah. people don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and, you know, they're just saying this to scare us, you know, because that's what my 19-year-old college daughter said that her classmates were saying at, at the college. Well, you know, you know well, there's no need to take any medicine and stuff. I'm not sick, but, you know, um, I didn't take it, but they gave it to me, you know. And I'm like, wow, you know, we, we've got to get through to them that this is a serious matter. When the, uh, when the media covers the first parents or grandparents that get the COVID-19 from their college student that went to uh, Florida, and yep. and if the media will cover it right, that should be a, and put it on YouTube, put it on Facebook, put it on all the social media. That hey, these people got sick because of their grandchild or because of their right. daughter or son or whatever it was, and uh, make them realize that. They may come out of it smelling like a rose, but if they're a carrier, who knows who they're going to infect at the airport or driving at the filling station right. or wherever it might be. They don't know. And uh, yep. this is, uh, and I, you know, I do agree that you have to gear up. It's sort of like um, when I was working at, I think I mentioned this last week, uh, when I was working at, uh, KLBK in Lubbock and uh, Kennedy was ass- President Kennedy was assassinated. Well, there just wasn't a book that you could pull off the shelf and thumb through it and say, "This is what we have to do." One, two, three. There, it just wasn't there. And uh, right. So, just like what we're doing now, we're somewhat having to play it by ear. And I think Italy was a good example that we're going by. And, uh, but see, David, I'll, I'll challenge that thought point uh, just for a second, and I, sure. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, but we we learned from the Ebola crisis 
and when Ebola almost came here. We put plans into development, and then we put them on the shelf to respond to a potential pandemic on our shores. So that that plan is there. Uh, once again, David, you know, when you make command decisions to scale back or to say, hey, that's not going to happen here, let's go this way and let's do this instead of this, then you put yourself at risk and you put the nation at risk. So, you know, um, that's not 100% true, but it is uh, to a certain degree. And I agree, uh, we've got to take some partisanship out of the media and the media has got to come together and say, hey, for the sake of this country, you know, let's tell the same story on the people that went to uh, to spring break. And let's get that parent or that grandparent that's now that's affected. And let's tell that story, you know, um, because, you know, our young people are just like us, David. Some of them will watch Fox News. Some of them will watch MSNBC or ABC or CBS. And, you know, they're getting what they're getting from multiple news sources. Not any of the news sources are telling the same story the same way. Or you they, know, or they're putting they're their just, on it. Or they're just they're getting it off of social media or Facebook or whatever. Yeah. And uh, that's about as reliable as uh, the wind. Yeah. But, you know, we got to take that partisanship out of it, <laughs> you know, because it's oh, yeah. not. You're going to you're gonna always have the people out there that says, well, this is not that bad, you know, because on Fox News they said, hey, it's not a pandemic. It's this, it's this, it's this. Or NBC or CBS or ABC covered it a different way, and you send a false message that says it's not that urgent when it really is. And, you know, so... Um, those in the media and and you ask how can we make a difference we can make a difference by cutting through that and saying hey this is a no spin zone we're going to give you information uh, that tells you about the seriousness of this and how you can protect yourself and stay away from the partisanship the finger pointing the blame and all that and you know maybe just maybe these kids will start listening to America's Red Radio for what they need and, you know, uh, clear and concise information that doesn't have a political spin to it. And, and we can save some lives, David. Well, we hope that um, we have, and we also, like I said, we continue our, our uh, programming on Sunday because... You and I both believe that there's one person in charge totally that can yep. make all the difference in the world. And uh, made the world, he can certainly uh, make the difference in it. And, uh, Amen. You know, you know we is... pray to him every day for help, David. Yes, sir. You know, and I'm a firm believer that we got to keep doing that because he's listening. And, you know, and he, he knows. Listening. But... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, no. You know, he knows the situation we're in, and uh, there's an answer to it. And, you know, we will we will get to the answer to it. And it's uh, – I'm totally optimistic that we may be suffering maybe another couple of weeks, but I, I think it will be over with 
sooner than sooner than later and uh, on the other side of it we'll all come out better than we were when we went into it and if people, and I agree people I will agree. just use their head and um, you know it'll it's there's a reason for everything and we don't know it or I sure don't know it but uh, mm-hmm. we'll come out better on the other side and uh, yep. so with that being said um, <laughs> You know, I I don't want to uh, beleaguer or, you know, there's there's enough being said about it anyway without, uh, you know, and, I, and I'm sure not privileged to all of the information. There will be some interesting things coming out from uh, very shortly. Uh, there's an installation of a piece of equipment going into the White House right now and, uh, mm-hmm. and also into another location, which I was... Uh, curious of why that location but i i got that explained to me today and we'll be right. announcing uh probably tomorrow maybe the next day but probably tomorrow we'll be announcing uh the people that have been involved with this and i'm proud to say that uh one of them um, works with us and uh we're right. very very happy to uh that that they were able to do something and um and they've done it well. I've seen the unit now, and a picture, and a photograph, and uh, it's uh, it, it's going to be a game changer in many cases and in many ways. Yep. And uh, so, with that uh, that said, uh, people are working, and and like I said earlier, it's uh, I hate to think of not being able to get some of my Tennessee whiskey, but the hand sanitizer is more important. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, you might want to use some of that Tennessee whiskey to, uh, on your hands, David. Oh, that's that's <laughs> true. And or make sure that I'm massaged well inside. But, Amen, brother. You know, Amen. You, you have to do what you got to do, you know. But, yep, that's uh, true. That's true. You know, I was talking to another vet that listens to the show, and he loves your Jodies, and he thinks that, uh, uh, in fact, he just loves the show. And, and I... You know, thanked him profusely, but uh, you know, there's there're not many. They're just they're just something about a Jody. There's something about you doing it. There's something about people that are listening and waiting for him. Uh, and I, I just you know, I it's it's greater than great. And you're you're a very good sport to to do them. And uh, we're. Uh, we're introducing uh, another show. By the way, I want to mention the uh, Georgia Military Hall of Fame. Uh, they are open. Uh, they don't have to worry too much about a huge crowd. You go through separately or with your family, two or three, four, whatever it is. And uh, it's quite an experience to go downtown and go through the Georgia Military Hall of Fame. And it's being reproduced, or not Georgia's in, but there are other states that have gotten on board and said, you know, if it's good enough for Georgia, we better get one. And, uh, I think, uh, Amen. you know, South Carolina is doing one, and uh, I believe North Carolina as well, plus uh, Arkansas, I think. But I can, I'll get a whole list from uh, Rick White one of these days of everybody that's, you know, honoring their heroes from yesterday and 200 years ago and 
there are a lot of them out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of deserving people. And uh, I'm grateful and blessed that I was one and selected. And, uh, you know, we need to encourage family members or um, those that have served. If you know someone from Georgia or someone who is retired to Georgia and has been living here for 10 years and you want to recommend them for the Hall of Fame, uh, we need to do just that because uh, it is it's truly an honor and a blessing and a way for those that serve their legacy to uh, to survive. And we also want to mention that if you see somebody wearing a uh, VFW hat or, or any kind of military hat or if they're wearing their uniforms, um, at the airport or wherever they happen to be, and they sit down to eat a meal, buy it for them. It'll do you more good and make you happier than it will even the recipient of your kindness. And, uh, Absolutely. It just, it, it's a feel-good moment that can't be described until you've done it. So whenever you're traveling or wherever you might be, just do it. Just take and always go up to them and say thank you for your service. And uh, Absolutely. That can be first responders, military, whatever it happens to be. If they're in a uniform, they're mm-hmm. s- serving you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Those that go into harm's way for their fellow man or woman definitely deserve the praise, and especially now. The medical staff, the nurses, the doctors, the folks from the ERs, the ICU units, uh, you know, we praise them every day because... They're on the front lines, and they've got families that they have to go home to. So, you know, we need them to have the gear that they need to be able to uh, treat those that are affected and uh, come out on the other side without uh, catching the virus and having to go into quarantine and stay away from their families and stuff. So that's a lot to ask of our first responders. But, you know, they do it day in, and, uh, and they don't complain. No. You know. You know. And that's the greatest thing about this country is that, you know, uh, when the chips are down, we do uh, work together to make things happen. In, in fact, i I, I got to add something to what you just said about, and they don't complain. No, in fact, what they do do is they have, and I can't explain it to you other than, my short time as an EMT is that when you get them, when that first responder has you buckled in and you're safe and you're at the hospital or wherever you happen to need to go, it's the same feeling that you have when you buy them a meal. You you get the reward out of it. For the first responder who has saved somebody's life, gotten them to the hospital on time or done, you know, done the resuscitation, done whatever they had to do to make sure you were still alive, you may think, oh, well, lucky me, I, I made it through alive. Well, it's that first responder that's that's sitting there saying, oh, thank God I was able to bring him back or bring her yep. back or whatever. And they get the reward out of out of looking at your eyes and seeing that thank you in your eyes, and uh, mm-hmm. that's that's how a first responder gets his kick. That's how the how the uh, 
you know, you wonder, gosh, do we need to test all those those firemen that ran into the towers to rescue people? No, they knew exactly what they were doing. They wanted to help. They wanted to save your life and everybody else's life. And absolutely, the feeling is just incredible. And absolutely, those guys. And, and we as a country have got to take care of them on the back end. Yes, sir. David. Yes, sir. You know, uh, those first responders that went into the towers. You know, they're suffering from various types of cancer, uh, from you know all the material and the dust that was uh, ingested. And, uh, you know, Congress uh, approved the measure to take care of them. Um, and I think that was great and, and long overdue, you know. And, and, and that's what, that's how America can take care of their first responders and those who serve and go into harm's way, is make sure that, you know, their medical is taken care of on the back end because, you know, um, Somebody explained it to me this way, David, and I'll share it with you. Um, each man or woman that has served gave America their greatest gift, and that was their youth. And when that gift is over with, there are consequences that each of us have to bear on the back end. And, uh, you know, when he, when he told me that, I, it really didn't resonate until I heard it and I thought about it, and I was like, wow, that is a prophetic statement. And one of the reasons why, you know, we as a people have got to help the VA get back up on its feet to make sure that we're taking care of those that are really in need. And, uh, you know, the same could be said for the first responders across the board. Fire, police, doctors, nurses, the things that you said about, um, you know, loosening some of the tax restraints and uh, some of the laws that would allow doctors to do greater service uh, to a greater area, you know, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly that it's time as a nation that we need to relook that because, um, you know, this is one of those moments in time that if we don't get it right, um, hmm, you know. You know. But I know we're going to come through it, but, you know, we've got to learn from the lessons. And uh, we've got to strengthen our resolve so we're better prepared next time. Well, hopefully uh, hopefully there won't be, but there probably will be. And, uh, you know, like you were saying about uh, giving up your youth, uh, I have realized very well that you're not going to get it back either. Um, <laughs> once you've gone through it, you've gone through it, and that's about the end of the story. And and uh, mm -hmm. youth like money youth doesn't grow on trees by any stretch so uh, <laughs> touche touche it's uh it's one of those things we we need to take one more break and then we'll come back and finish up the show with retired general richard dix hang in there we'll be right back whether cruising the strip at a 57 chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. 
You can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan, and every family will save thousands of dollars a year. I'm Ellen Deal, and if you've been hurt by the Affordable Care Act, you can email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com to see if we can help. Small business owners, individuals, families, and baby boomers, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com for three easy questions to determine if you can get away from Obamacare. I'm a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry and here to help you for all your insurance needs. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on America's Web Radio, and David's pick, and General Richard Dix retired, but I don't think a general ever retires, does he? (laughs) No. No, I I tell you, uh, it doesn't get any easier. And, uh, you know, we're always out there willing to help any way, shape, or form. You know, and, uh, you know, I was just thinking that um, every veteran is, um, you know, a trained combat medic uh, or have, you know, some skills that are out there. And, uh, you know, you may take the uniform off, but you're ready to run towards uh, the screens to help out and because it's just our nature. And uh, I'm grateful that uh, you promote the show and we're able to talk to our youth and tell them this is a serious time that um, needs to be taken seriously. And, um, you know, just stay at home or slow down a little bit so we don't have a spread of this virus and uh, we can get past it and get the nation back up on its feet. You know, I don't know how many um, actual teenagers or under-20s that we really have listening to us, but we have a lot of their parents and their grandparents listening and it's time that uh, parents, uh, if you've got a, a wild hair in your house like I was in my parents' house when I was 17, 18, and at 18 I'd moved out anyway, but uh, 16, 17, and 18, well, it's time to take charge. It's your house. You tell the teenager what it's all about, and uh, they can listen to us. They can listen to anybody else. This is... This is not a uh, a flu that you're going to get over with tomorrow. This is dangerous, and it's dangerous to your teenager's family. And if they have the love and respect that they should for their parents and their grandparents, then they'll understand and take precautions like they should. And um, hopefully with all of the schools being shut down, they realize that, hmm, maybe this is serious. And it is. Yeah. And we don't want it to keep continue on, and the way it continues on is by spreading it from person to person to person. And it's 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 we got to put a stop to it. And the teenagers can play a big part in it because whether they get sick or not, they can still be carriers. And uh, all of this has been heard over and over again on television and uh, National Association of Broadcasters, which. I'm I'm very proud of. They've been running a bunch of PSAs, and uh, yep. I'm I'm very proud of that organization. This this reminds me a lot of uh, many many years ago when uh, the uh, NAB was heard almost every night, and would uh, they would be the ones responsible for when the television stations would go off the air. At night, in their broadcasting day, 
they'd be the ones that uh, were responsible for playing the national anthem and seeing the flag lowered. And uh, right, would, you know, it gets back to that messaging, the consistent, clear messaging that we talked about. That um, you know, it, it's going to make a difference. We're going to get through to them. You know, we just got to keep ringing the bell and, and tapping that drum. And you know, uh, it, it's going to get there. You know, because uh, my 19 year old is understanding that, and you know, she said, "Dad, it's it's not falling on." on deaf ears, there are some young people out there listening to what you guys are saying. So, you know, I kind of took that with a grain of salt and said, okay, we've got to continue to do what we're doing. And uh, we've got to continue to tell the story. Well, you know, if if the kids, if if you get one kid that really buys into it and says, look, we're being stupid by doing what we're doing, then the other kids that are around them will take that up, and uh, you know, will it'll be exactly like that. You know, they will spread the word. You, a kid will take another kid's word before they will a, an old person like me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And we got to go with that strategy of you know, one begets one, continue to get begets one, and the word will spread just like you just said, Dave. And. Uh, you know, we've got a great country, we've got a great heritage, and just like just like you said, Richard, uh, we'll get through this. We will get through it, and we'll come out on the other side better for it, better people, and know the importance of family. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. we're going to have to, I don't want another crisis to come along by any stretch, but... Uh, we we need to hear from you folks about what y'all would like us to talk about, uh, be it Vietnam or be a Desert Storm or Desert Shield, and um, you've you've got quite a gentleman here on the other side of the mic, which is General Richard Dix, and his experiences are absolutely incredible, and that's why he was inducted into the Georgia Military Hall of Fame, and. Uh, if you get a chance, go down to it and find General Dix's story and read all about him. And you'll, you'll enjoy every minute of it. That I guarantee. Well, you know, uh, David, um, in the next couple of weeks, I would like to uh, talk from a parent's point of view sure. of, uh, you know, parents that sent their kids to Desert Storm. You know, what were they thinking? Uh, how were they feeling? Um, and then also... Um, I've uh, talked to my new neighbor uh, down here in Conyers, uh, who is Special Forces, and uh, he was a special operator during Desert Storm. Hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he has agreed to come on to the show. Oh, good. And uh, talk about uh, his experience. And, uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting, David. He is a, uh, a gentleman extraordinaire that I know he's got some great stories to tell uh, that are unclassified, that is. Fantastic. And, uh, I'm looking forward to getting him on here. Oh, yeah, that'll be, uh, it'll be very interesting because, you know, I think like most of our shows, not all, but most of our shows, be it this show or any of our shows, are to inform and let people know about, well, just like our doctor's lounge. What do doctors talk about in the hospital lounges? Uh, they talk about everything from what's happening right now to, uh, 
economics. Well, they can't actually talk economics a whole lot because that's against the law. But uh, they can talk about things that are going on. And all of this, everything we do here, we try to inform and let people know you know what what it's like to be what it it was like to be what you know what you can expect and as we've said many times that if you're if you've got a teenager that's graduating from high school or from college point them in the direction of the military it's a great life it's uh, rewarding in many many ways and the opportunities are virtually unlimited of what they can do and what they what they will learn and come out with Totally, maybe totally a different profession from what they went to school for or what they thought they were going to do, and they found something entirely different in the military. So, you know, make sure that that the military is in their thinking as they're graduating from high school or from college. It's a great life, and I know uh, my son uh, has enjoyed his experience in the military, and he and his wife have gotten gotten to travel almost all over the world because of it. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's a good life. Think about it. And uh, uh, I, I'm also going to put you on the spot. You know that we uh, we advertise for around town moving. I know they just worked with you. What do you think of them? A great organization that uh, is very dedicated. They've got uh, true professionals that are doing the move. Um, you know, they're tireless, dedicated. Um, you know, they're concerned about the uh, virus and the potential. And uh, they just ask the clients that, you know, hey, um, how's everybody feeling in your home? You know, what are you doing? And uh, they came right in. And uh, we worked through the weekend uh, to get the uh, house situated and get it moved and I have nothing but good comments about around town uh, moving and I'm so grateful that you introduced me to their owner uh, Tim and um, even happier uh, with the move Uh, you know we had a delay and uh, stuff had to go in storage for a few weeks and uh, you know they worked with us uh, to make sure that it was an affordable move and uh, that they could take care of us during a time of crisis which we're very grateful for. You know, we thought there was going to be another delay based off of the virus. And uh, it ended up just being a couple of days where it could have been three or four weeks. And, uh, you know, uh, we're grateful. Well, the the most important thing, what about that five-star that you live with? Uh, The five-star is happy. Okay. So you know it's a good day when uh, the five-star is happy. Yeah, you know. I'm not happy. The house is not happy. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. No, that's great. Well, I tell you what, it's uh, time to put the plug in the jug and uh, move on down the street and wish everybody well and hope that they will heed what's out there and hunker down. It can be boring, but it can also be good, and uh, the life you save might be mine or General Dick's. Or mine. That's it. So uh, take care, folks, and... We'll be back next week with more of David's pick and General Dix and his Jody. And maybe. Hey, Lottie. Hey, Lottie. Hey, Hey. We'll see you next week. We'll see you Jody. next week. Take care. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.